Welcome to Seattle Mennonite Church this morning. Whatever these months of pandemic and isolation bring, we know and we trust that the Holy Spirit continues to be weaving us together as a community. We want to claim this time of physical distance, not just as something that we endure, but as an experience that we're sharing together. This is the third week in Advent in which we are exploring the beauty and fertility of the darkness. Where this week we're in the darkness of the soil, of the rich earth, the richness, rich darkness where seeds are becoming active, they're sending out shoots and roots, where the bulb is waiting to become a flower. And I'm so glad that I was reminded that this week we're lighting our pink candle because I for sure would have forgotten and lit the wrong one if someone hadn't said something. Here on the soil of the Northwest, we worship on the home of the Duwamish people, of folk, folks who are still living and thriving as best as we all can be thriving right now and whose home is on uh, is at the Longhouse down by the Duwamish River. River. We continue to support their their claim to be recognized as a federally recognized tribe. Our opening hymn for this morning is Blessed Be the God of Israel, and Lauren will be leading us in that. And this, this is one that I wish we had piano or all of us singing it in four part, but we'll do what we can here. <laughs> Blessed be the time of Israel that comes to set us free, whose visit and grants us liberty, the prophet's birth of mercy, of freedom and release. God shall forgive the promise to bring our people now from the house of David, child of grace is given. A Savior comes among us to raise us into hell. Before him goes the herald, forerunner the way, the prophet of salvation, the harbinger of day. On prisoners as the darkness the suns began to rise, the dawning of forgiveness upon the sinner's eyes. To guide the feet of pilgrims along life's path of peace. Oh, bless the God of Savior with songs that never cease. I invite you into the call to worship. The words will appear in your chat if they haven't already, and you may join Pastor Megan in reading the responsive words. Come, all who dwell in darkness and find a place of comfort here. 
We come seeking that we might find. Come those who long to hear and those who yearn for the quiet place. We come with open ears, restless spirits. Come in the unexpected hour with an unexpected people. We come with renewed awareness. Come, whether or not to give, whether or not to receive, if only to pause, to breathe. May our movement of breath be sacred, the sound of our silence holy. As we light our third Advent candle this week, we acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in God's vision for a just peace for all of creation. Advent is a season of watching and waiting for the coming one, the incarnate one, the Emmanuel, God with us, who is both proclaiming and inaugurating God's reign for a just peace for all people. Today, in particular, I pray with grief about the use of the death penalty in this nation in a time when there is already so much death all around us. We long for a time when we have a government who can say yes to mercy, yes to life. Uh, Brian Stevenson said this about the death penalty. The question about the death penalty in America is not whether people deserve to die for their crimes. The real question is, do we deserve to kill? And as followers of Jesus Christ, we know that we do not. And together we pray. We long for a just peace. We pray for a just peace. We choose to live for a just peace. Peace be with you all and also with you. For our children's time this morning, I'm reading a book whose author might be familiar to some. This this book is written by Karen Holsinger Sherman. So that Karen Holsinger is a name that will be familiar to folks who, um, who are longtime members of this congregation. She grew up at Seattle Mennonite Church. She's written this book called Candle Walk, A Bedtime Prayer, with God, Prayer to God. And it's based on the, uh, the practice of compline prayer, which is a, a time of prayer in some churches it's right before bedtime, a time for praying. So I'm reading it at the wrong time of day. But as we remember the beauty and comfort of night, this is a prayer that draws from a tradition in which people all over the world, all over the church are praying a prayer together at night. And so we'll hear prayers, we'll see pictures, and we'll also hear some parts of the Psalms, one of the books of the Bible. The stars are waking, one sleepy light at a time. I pull on my muddled boots and light my little lantern. The day is finished and it is time for our candle walk. We peek 
into the darkness and I take a deep breath. In the deep twilight, my eyes take their rest and I remember how to listen. Then I know that all the world is singing its compline, its bedtime prayer to God. Rustle, rustle, whoosh, and whisper. The leaves sing as they fall. I lie down in peace. At once I fall asleep. For only you, Lord, make me dwell in safety. Dance the trees. Our eyes are closed as we remember our day. Did God move through our branches today? Or did God's breath feel far away? Did someone seek the shelter of our shade? Is there something that made us sorry? Creak, creak, we hum and dance. Our sorries drift away on the wind. To whit, to hoo, 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 sings my friend the owl. God shall cover you with God's wings and you shall be safe under God's feathers. You shall not be afraid of any terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. To hoo, hoo, hoo. Lap, 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 lap. The river is sleepy, dark, and deep. Lord, you are in the midst of us and we are called by your name. Whisk, whisk, whisk. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Be our light in the darkness, sing a million fiery stars. Protect us through the hours of this night. The crickets sing us home. Lord, now you have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior whom you have for whom you have prepared all the world to see. Guide us waking. Guard us sleeping, guide us waking, guard us sleeping. Mama tucks me in. My lantern shows her my cool, bright cheeks. It is time for our song now. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night. And give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, for you are love. Amen. The God of life with guarding hold you, the loving Christ with guarding fold you, the Holy Spirit guarding mold you, each night of life to aid and fold you, each day and night of life uphold you. Hush, I blow out my little lantern.
In peace, I lie down and sleep. Lauren will lead us in our next song. So this is the Magnificat, and there's so many nice ways to do this. Um, it's certainly nice doing it in a round. Um, then there's the canons, and I think the way we're going to do it is just, we're going to um, sing it with the two canons together as a duet, but we hope that you all join. You can join in the spots for the as a round. You can join in some of the chorus or either of the canons, so whatever. Mm -hmm. this morning is from Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 11. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. God has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance for our God to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion and to give them a garland of flowers instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit and they will be called oaks of righteousness. The planting of the Lord to display God's glory 
and they shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers, strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Foreigners shall till your land and dress your vines. But you shall be called priests of the Lord. You shall be named ministers of our God. You shall enjoy the wealth of nations and their riches you shall glory because their shame was double and dishonor was proclaimed as their lot. Therefore, they shall possess a double portion. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will rejoice greatly in the Lord. My whole being shall exult in my God, for God has clothed me with garments of salvation, has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom bedecks himself with a garland, as a bride adorns herself with jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots and as a garden causes what is sown to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all nations. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. This text from the prophet Isaiah is a jubilee text. It is proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, proclaiming the year of jubilee, a year in which land and wealth is redistributed so that if it has pooled in one place or another, it can be spread out again. It is proclamation of release for captives, healing and liberation for all. It is not only a jubilee text, but it is the jubilee text that Jesus reads in his first public speech, in his first time out in public uh, at the temple when he has handed the scroll of Isaiah. He has handed this exact jubilee text and he reads it. Luke 4 tells us this story. He reads it and then he declares it. Today, it has come true. Today, this scripture is fulfilled. Today is the day that we inaugurate Jubilee for all God's people. Not only is it the Jubilee text that Jesus reads in his first public appearance, but it is also the Jubilee text that was the heart of our Jubilee discernment that we engaged for several years, several years ago, that Jubilee discernment in which we identified some core themes that we heard from one another and from God's spirit as we listened to one another, some core themes, and then five areas of action that we wanted to guide our collective life and ministry together. And it just so happens that it is the text for this morning the fertile, dark place that appears in this 
week's Advent text and this Jubilee text from Isaiah, the fertile dark places soil, you perhaps heard it with the oaks of righteousness growing and then shoots springing up from the dark rich earth. The fertile dark place is soil in which seeds are planted and seeds germinate slowly over a long time and then eventually sprout into green shoots of life. May it be so with our Jubilee discernment. Those, are, those seeds have been in the soil now for a number of years and been germinating, and we have started to see tender green shoots coming out. We see it with our campus redevelopment, which was one of those areas of action that we identified to guide our collective life together. We are seeing tender green shoots with the pathways toward reparations as we have reimagined our service and education fund, as we have grown more robustly our just peace partnership giving and as we have engaged together discernment about our property on Capitol Hill, the former Mennonite Voluntary Service House. We see these tender green shoots of the seeds of our discernment coming from the rich dark soil. Another seed that has germinated in the rich dark soil of Seattle Mennonite Church is community ministry. Y'all, none of us could have planned that this text from Isaiah that references the oaks of righteousness would be paired on this day when we share the good news story of our community ministry growing into a place called the oaks, a year-round shelter. We, I mean, if we had planned it, you would have called us, I don't know, cheesy, corny, ridiculous, uh, but here it is, some Lutherans sitting in a room years and years and years ago who put this narrative lectionary together chose this text and here it is today, the Oaks of Righteousness on the day we celebrate the Oaks. <laughs> we will soon hear uh, that story and as we prepare to hear the story of some new growth in our community ministry and this seed that was planted decades ago in this congregation has been nurtured in the rich dark soil and grown and changed over these years as we prepare to hear that story of new growth i want to share just three very quick things about this isaiah jubilee text the first is that its proclamation of release for the captives oh i forgot to mention these three things are seeds <laughs> in keeping with our theme three seeds to plant in the dark rich soil of your hearts and your minds and your imaginations. The first seed is this Jubilee text proclaims release for the captives. And this is a message that comes from a people emerging from exile, from a people who have just very recently been captives themselves this message comes from those who are captives. It comes through those who were just recently captives. And it is a message to and for those who have been captives. So as I approach this text, I recognize that in, in many ways, this is not a text for me. 
I mean, it's fine. It's fine for me to take this in and to hear it and to think about how I do my part to help sow the seeds of release for captives. How do I help create the conditions for release for captives? How can I contribute, participate? But ultimately, this is an insider text. It is for the imprisoned and oppressed. And I get to listen in and maybe even pitch in if I'm lucky. But what does it look like for a community to claim its own sacred liberation as is happening here in Isaiah? That's the first seed. The second seed to plant is that in this Jubilee text from Isaiah, the prophet is to give a crown or a garland instead of ashes to those who are coming out of captivity to those who are mourning and grieving. The prophet is to give oil of gladness. And the prophet is also to give a garment or a cloak of praise. So we have three concrete things, a crown or a garland, oil and a garment. Three concrete things, material things that the prophet is to offer those who are mourning and grieving as they're coming out of captivity to their bodies. This strikes me as profoundly moving and beautiful that the prophet is first to attend to the bodies. The bodies of those coming out of captivity, out of a period where their bodies have not been their own where they have been stripped of dignity and of freedom and of all sorts of things. For one who has had that fundamental autonomy and dignity taken away from them, this is a beautiful message of the prophet attending to those people's bodies first. How do we attend to one another's bodies and to those coming out of captivity? That's the second seed. The third and final seed is that then, after the bodies have been attended to, then Isaiah proclaims and prophesies the restoration of ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And so the prophet doesn't stop. God doesn't stop with attending to the bodies of those who have been oppressed, who have had dignity stripped from them. God and the prophets start there, and then they move on to the cities, then they move on to the systems, then they move on to the structures, then they move on to the politic, to the community around those bodies. And there, there is restoration as well. For I, your God, love justice, we hear from the prophet Isaiah. For I, your God, love justice. As the soil makes a sprout, to sprout, and a garden of deep, dark, rich earth causes seeds to grow, so God will cause righteousness and justice and praise to spring up before all nations. And in the sight of all our neighbors, my friends at SMC, in the sight of all our neighbors, those whose bodies have been attended to will be called oaks of righteousness. And then the cities around them will also be restored. 
<sighs> may it be so in our time and our place as well. So let us now hear a story of new growth of sprouts of tender shoots in our decades long story of community ministry here at Seattle Mennonite Church. I'm gonna turn it over to Jonathan. It has been a while since we've had a community ministry moment in worship, something that had been a ritual for some time. And it is fitting today as Megan already said, in terms of how the scripture brings us into this place. And I think about uh, the fruition of so many years of uh, community organizing and relationship building, the tending of that fertile soil. That brings us to the place where we continue to be surprised. Should we be? <laughs> Should we be? Um, when aligned with the spirit of, of, of God, which tends to the bodies of the oppressed. I think that is a powerful description of what community ministry has been about. Uh, the bodies of, uh, of folks oppressed by trauma. The traumas of homelessness and the traumas that brought them to that place of isolation and uh, aloneness and exposure <clears throat> to the elements. This has been a fertile season 2020 uh, has brought us to places of um, sprout shooting that we would have never anticipated. Um, the Oaks, as has already been said, uh, was offered uh, to Lake City Partners Ending Homelessness as a gift uh, born out of many years of relationship building and trust building with the city of Shoreline. Um, their vision for um, a larger piece for people experiencing homelessness in their city invited us in to share in the Oaks as a place of emergence and growth, a 24 seven uh, opportunity for people to get out of the elements and be in a recovery oriented space where dignity is affirmed, where love is shared and hope is restored. As we think about this, being on the, on the cusp of opening in the next month or two. We see much labor happening. We see people volunteering to clean and paint. We see the great vision of Kevin McGuire, who has also been that gift, mm -hmm. who has come into the life of this congregation and the life of community ministry as the organizer and manager of the, night, of the winter shelter and the vision keeper, I would say, for the program mm -hmm. of the Oaks. Um, what a gift, what a surprise, what a blessing to have him in our, in our life. Part of um, growing or living into change is embracing movement and shifting. And so for me personally, part of what is shifting in this whole season of the Oaks emergence is an invitation um, by Lake City Partners to to pivot my work in community ministry to helping out at the Oaks and away from God's Little Acre, which has been um, a place where I have served directly with people on the street for 13 and a half years. So I am pivoting and I'm going to be moving my energies over to the Oaks to help um, that program emerge as a place where some of the relationships and history that I've nurtured over the years can be brought to, to to bless that place and help it grow and 
solidify and, and become something. While at the same time, uh, what has also emerged at Gosnell Acre is also beautiful in 2020. COVID came, we experienced a big shift in staffing. Uh, Susan Lawrence has stayed on as our sort of old school, still there, um, but has been surrounded by a whole bunch of new staff who have come, um, who were drawn in in the season of COVID rather than moving away from suffering in their community, which is a beautiful, beautiful act. Um, you all know that at the end of our budget discussions, we were naming that Lake City Partners was going to um, take over sort of the employer status of, 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 of the staff working at Godzilla Acre and realizing that we only had um, partial funding for to cover those costs as a nonprofit. Um, so Melanie, and I, knowing that I was going to be pivoting away, created a budget that uh, told the city that there wasn't enough money on the table to stay open as long as we had been, and that we were getting ready to cut hours. And we had already made that design, we had made that schedule, and yet I was fraught. To, how are we going to tell people in homelessness that there was going to be even less time in a world where there is so many fewer open doors, the libraries, the community centers, the government offices, the coffee shops, all the places where people had some little bit of lifeline have been closed for so long. And how was I gonna tell people that we were gonna even have to you know, reduce GLA as an option for them? But we told that news to the city and told that news at the task force and shared the news broadly that we, you know there wasn't enough money on the table. <laughs> Um, and only to find out shortly thereafter that that really scared the city. <laughs> city of Seattle saying, you know, there is under no terms or circumstances do we want to see day center services reduced in 2021. So here's another $100,000, which covers the full cost of operating uh, staffing of, of GLA. And so we never have to have that, never had to have that sad conversation at GLA with folks. Um, all we can talk about now is blessing. Blessing that we're going to stay open. We're going to continue on. And the blessing that uh, a new program manager has emerged out of the COVID staff team, somebody with great experience, somebody with passionate love for this work, Catherine Whitehall. And uh, we are glad to announce that she has accepted the position to start January 1 as the new program manager at GLA. So here we are. I'm two and a half weeks away from transitioning away, but it is in fantastic hands. Fully funded, fully staffed, ready to continue to uh, be a place of emergence of hope and sprouts of righteousness and goodness in our community. I am uh, grateful to Diana Latham from the Church of Latter-day Saints, who was reminded us that there should be no surprises, that this is really God's trajectory of jubilee for, for the work in, in uh, our neighborhood. So just grateful. Grateful to Jonathan. Mm -hmm. Thank you for um, making the shift uh, because 
this really is a, a shaky season of starting something new and uh, Jonathan's groundedness and practice is so, so critical to, to bringing on new staff, to um, really orienting people to the work of trauma-informed care and just grateful for the Oaks of Righteousness and all of our great partners. Let us uh, take a, a deep breath as we transition. <sighs> Joyful is the dark, only hidden God. Rolling cloud of night beyond all naming. Majesty in darkness, energy of love, wood in flesh. invite you to notice the dark soils of your soul, that place of fertility that longs for something new, longs for the shoots to rise up in a new way. And invite anyone who has a prayer today, put that in the ch chat box and we'll pray together. And dark and joyful God, we sink into the depths of your divine compassion in longing for the energy of your love as we edge closer to the darkest night of the year. We trust that you meet us there, welcoming us into your holy and hidden presence, O oh, guardian of the fertile soil. We bring to you the prayers of those beloved to us, of our community and of your creation. We continue to hold Christy in your loving care. She anticipates surgery on her back next week. In this time of painful waiting, be with her. In the time of recovery, bring her healing and wholeness. Be with Jedediah and Samuel as Christy's ability to be present as parent and partner are strained. Gratitude for the many meals that have been provided to them this season and for the support of family coming to support them. God of comfort and care, we ask that you be very close and very near to Brenda Nisley's mom, Arlene, for the imminent path, potential of her passing right now, right today. 
as her family has gathered to say goodbye. She is in hospice care after falling twice this week, leading to paralysis on her right side and a brain bleed. Though Brenda will not be able to travel to Iowa, we are grateful that her sisters, Amy and Darlene, are with their mom. Surround this family with your love during this time. Together with the Powell family and Linda's many beloved friends, we remember her death three years ago this past Friday. We remember her creativity, her joyful spirit, her love of beauty, and her domination at the game of Quiddler. We still miss her dearly and love her. In this time of remembering, bring comfort. Today we pray for Kent McDaniel in your care as he fights COVID-19. We pray that he will be well cared for, be strengthened in his body and spirit as he weathers the course of his illness. We pray for those caring for him and supporting him. We continue to pray for all those directly impacted by COVID-19, for healthcare workers who are stretched and stressed, continually put in the way of disease. We know how weary and overtired so many are. Help them to hang on. Restore them with renewed energy. We lift up all essential workers, including delivery personnel, grocery and restaurant workers and others in retail. We acknowledge the inequity that is present in the system. That means it is often people of color who are working in those roles. May we persist in our advocacy for justice. As the weather gets colder and colder, God, we pray for respite and care for people living in encampments and sleeping outside with a lack of public spaces like libraries to find warmth and basic service. We know that people are suffering. We pray for safety and health for those who are living without sources of water, electricity, and warmth. We pray for success in our advocacy to open the Lake City Community Center as a warming station. We pray also with Christian peacemaker teams in Colombia. We pray for all the people living in small farming communities. And due to the heavy rainy season happening in Colombia, these communities have been severely affected by the destruction of several of their main roads, flooding on many of their farms and also serious health problems such as severe flu. We turn to the chat box now for all of your prayers. And I see Elizabeth's right at the top. We offer prayers today for Elizabeth's cousin, Esther. Last week, last month, she had a malignant kidney removed and yesterday she was diagnosed with COVID-19. We also pray for 
Elizabeth's friend Shirley in her 80s who has COVID-19, as does everyone in her adult family home where she resides, including staff. God, be guardian of our most vulnerable. Prayers from Lene for a difficult situation with an alum that affects particularly the English department faculty. God, pave a way to create peace, restore relationship, restore harm. From Pete today, we offer prayers for his brother, David a nurse at a senior's home who has been assigned to the COVID unit. Protect him, God, be guardian of his body. In gratitude, we offer with Rita, her sister, Martha, and her husband, Jay, who celebrate 51 years of marriage today. Hallelujah. Thank God for celebrations in the midst of pandemic. From Anna Lena, for her friend Joyce Bunner and family, they are mourning the loss of husband Lee and now dealing with other family health issues. For their grief and for their loss, God be very near to them. We pray with Darren Kellogg to the calls for violence in response to the presidential election, that those calls will go unheeded and that irresponsible claims of fraud will stop God. May this division that divides so terribly and, and creates so much animosity and hatred, may that stop. Pray for peace. We pray for unity. With the Roe Millers, we ask for wisdom and safety as they plan to return to Tanzania in January in the midst of pandemic. Mm, we pray for the protection of all folks on the African continent where our hearts are in many ways. Together with Sarah Oyer, we pray for her aunt, Mary Oyer, who moves soon into assisted living where visitors from the outside cannot visit and our, her contact with others will be more limited. We're grateful that she is healthy, but she's becoming frail. Together with Jean, we pray that she will be returned a spirit of joy, that depression will be held at bay. For all of us who experience mental illness and a challenge to, to our spirits, this season. 
Prayers also for Melanie. <laughs> As she negotiates this incredible workload of transitioning to a major program at the Oaks, holding many conversations, developing many budgets and policies and job descriptions, and holding all of these pieces together with the love and patience and courage of spirit that she has, continue to hold her and guide her and give her clarity in discernment and decision-making and peace and joy in the work and gratitude for her labor of these many years. We have a great team. Thanks be to God. <sighs> there are additional prayers in the chat. We also pray for grandson Kyle of John and Velda, a nurse in Federal Way who was diagnosed with COVID this week. We also offer prayers for students who are finishing this quarter. God of mystery beyond all naming, accept these prayers. Those we have spoken and named and those hidden in the dark and tender places within, those so obscured we do not yet have words for the longing. We tr trust your presence within and among us will draw us all closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We continue our worship in a spirit of prayer, grateful for the gifts that each of you offer to our congregation, whether that is simply your presence with us as we gather in worship, or whether it is the many of you who give monetary gifts through digital giving. We are so grateful that we have the means to collect offerings in those ways. <clears throat> A note that our website has been having some issues and those will be fixed early in this week. So if you are trying to make a donation, just wait a couple days. You'll be able to do that again in a couple of days. Please join me in prayer as I bless all of the gifts of this community. Holy One, this Advent season, we wait in hope and we give in hope. Hope for your coming reign. Hope because of your presence with us even now. Receive these generous offerings and use them for the work of healing and hope around the world and right here in our community. And all of God's people together say, amen. I learned recently, by the way, if any of you want to conclude your prayer together with the sign for amen in American Sign Language, I'm going to teach you the sign. It's, it's really simple. You sort of gather a fist with your thumb up. It's like a stamp at the end of your prayer. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> so if anyone wants to end your prayer with us, we'll know that you're, we're praying together. Together we say amen. Our closing song is, <clears throat> Lauren's going to lead us again, our, My Soul Cries Out. another Magnificat in a quite different style. Um, we learned this with Adam Tice, some, with whom many of you know. 
leading it. And he always insisted it had to be sung with a lot of gusto and also about twice as fast as one can possibly get the words out. So I'm not going to take it that fast, but I hope you join and sing it with gusto here. Then. My soul cries out for the joyful shout, and the God of the heart is reigned. My spirit sings of the God who speaks to the ones who wait. Your fixed your sight on the servant's plight, and my faith as you did not serve. So the name be blessed, and the world is about to turn. My heart shall sing of the day you bring, let the fire of your justice burn. Wipe away my tears, for the fire loves you, and the world is about to turn. Though my I am small, my God, I all you bring to me. And your mercy will last for the depths of the past to the end of eternity. Your very name puts them proud to shame and of those who go to nerve. You will show your might, put the strong to fight, and the world is about to burn. My heart shall sing of the day you let the fires of your justice burn. Wipe away your tears when the dawn draws here. The world is about to from the halls of the power for the fortress tower, not a soul to be left unshown. Let the gate be aware that your justice tears are the turn and the throne. The hungry poor shall weep no more for the food they can never earn. Their table spread in the blood red, and the world is about to turn. My heart shall sing of the day you let the fires of your justice burn. Wipe away all tears, for the drawn draws here, and the world is about to turn. Though the nations rage from day to age, we remember who holds us near. God's mercy shall deliver us from the comfort your saving world shall be full of their turn as the throne is the chosen down. Till the spear and the rod shall be crushed by God and the turning is world around. My heart shall sing of the day you reap. Let the fires of your justice bring. Let the wind all tears for the dawn draws me and the world is about Receive this benediction. May we go from here as seeds ready to grow. May we sink our roots deep in God's fertile soil, the soil of God's justice and of God's compassion, so that we may bear fruit, those things, justice and compassion in the world. Amen. Let us go or stay in peace. <laughs>